What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Wednesday News. This is March 8th, 2023's Wednesday News update. And we got a lot to cover up. So we got New Orleans getting a new quarterback. Syracuse basketball is losing a legend. And Oklahoma softball is sticking to number one in the rankings. But first, let's head straight to the MLB. So we got some sad news. Vlad Jr. will miss the World Baseball Classic with a knee injury. He sustained during um, spring training games. Unfortunately for the D- Dominican Republic, but overall, Vlad, hopefully he stays healthy and is, is ready for the rest of the season. Uh, the Dominican will be fine with, without Vlad, though. James Paxton likely to miss the start of the season due to an injury as well. Miguel Rojas withdrawing his name from the World Baseball Classic due to his new role as being the new shortstop for the L.A. Dodgers. Very smart move on Rojas. Um, unfortunate not to see him on Team Mexico, but still think it, it, you got to look in the future and him being the, the starter for the Dodgers shortstop, I think that's way more important than playing in, in this tournament for him right now. A lot of good signs pointing to a thumbs up on the pitch clock right now. Games are down about 30 minutes compared to last year's spring training games, which is a great sign towards baseball and exactly what uh, the commissioner and everybody in baseball wanted. Um, quicker games, so seems like everybody is having a little bit of trouble at first with the games, um, understanding the, the pitch clock and stuff like that, but it seems like everybody now has a full grasp of it, grasp of it and the those 30 minutes it makes a huge difference. So hopefully that continues to get knocked down to a, a decent time. This week, actually yesterday, World Baseball Classic started. Um, this is a tournament about baseball, pretty much uh, the World Cup of Baseball in, in other terms. So 20 teams competing in four different locations. Um, it all started yesterday with Cuba taking on the Netherlands, and uh, Netherlands did win 4-2. So good quality win by the Netherlands. I think it's going to be a sleeper team in the in the tournament, but who knows? Everybody has uh, those favorites, and let's get to it. So the, the likely champions, the top five teams that most likely are going get, to get their best chance. Number one and number two could go hand-in-hand, um, the U.S. and the Dominican Republic. So the U.S., everybody's been saying that it's probably the best lineup they've ever had um, for the tournament and anybody at this tournament. Um, they're saying the U.S. might have the the scariest lineup that, that's ever been assembled. It's pretty much an MLB The Show team um, of all Americans, which is outstanding. Um, it's going to be fun to watch them. Dominican Republic, same thing, though. They got Machado. They got Soto. Julio Rodriguez, Rafael Devers, they got a bunch of players that I'm not even naming all of the all the players just because like you know everybody's name. So it's gonna be a great tournament for both of those teams. But let's get into the the three other teams that are likely um gonna make it out of their group and should make it for far into the tournament. Japan, number three. They got Shohei Otani and Yu Darvish. Um they also have Lars Newtbar. So a couple MLB players, but a lot of players that are playing in the Japanese professional baseball leagues. So wouldn't be surprised if you did if you watched one of those games and you didn't know much much of the players, but they still had a lot of good good power, good good uh baseball players on that team. Would not be surprised to see uh Japan make it out and potentially win this. Venezuela, very underrated roster. They got Jose Altuve, Salvador Perez, uh Acuna Jr. Pablo Lopez, so a lot of players that I think are not so far underrated, but altogether, not a lot of people are talking about them. So Venezuela, watch out for them. The last team I was going to highlight was Puerto Rico. Javi Baez, uh, Frankie Lindor, and Edwin Diaz, a couple of star players on that team. And they got Yadier Molina 
as their manager. So player who just retired but knows all these guys really well. Great baseball player. I think he's going to be a great coach if he, if that's what he wants to do in, the, in his uh, retirement. So Puerto Rico might be a top five team uh, coming out of this tournament as well. Um, so, yeah, first game was played yesterday, but from here on out, we're getting games every day, World Baseball Classic related. So look forward to that if you're a baseball fan. Let's get into the NFL. So a lot of releasings and franchise tags as a recent. So we'll highlight some of the few here. Minnesota is releasing Kyle or Eric Hendricks from the team. Tony Pollard is franchise tagged by Dallas. Derek Carr signs a new contract with the New Orleans Saints. Josh Jacobs is franchise tagged by Vegas. And Saquon Barkley franchise tagged by the New York Giants. But let's get into the two big ones I want to talk about. Daniel Jones real quick. Four years, $160 million. Uh, that's a very high contract, but unfortunately, I think this is where the, the market is going to go for quarterbacks. I don't think Jones is that bad. I think he had a pretty good year this last year. Um, my biggest problem with him, though, is the the team doesn't put enough stuff around him. So it, it doesn't reflect on Jones. It reflects on the team around him, so he doesn't really have any options. Like, I don't know any really wide receivers on that team. So it... You have Saquon Barkley, you have Daniel Jones, and that's pretty much it. So if they could get people around him, I think it'll be a much better team. So hopefully the, the Giants could find something, some pieces around him on the offense. Last one wanted to hit, though, Lamar Jackson. This guy has been up and down trying to find his own like uh, contract. with the. He's being his own agent is pretty much what they're saying. So pretty, he's being his own agent, and he knows how much he's worth. He knows what he wants. Baltimore knows how much he thinks he's worth, how much they want to pay him. They didn't come to an agreement. They decided to uh, give him a $32.41 million non-exclusive franchise tag, which means he could go out and go talk to other teams, ask if he wants, to, if there's a sign there, if, if a team wants to offer him. So if, if a team offer, offers him money, he wants to sign it. Baltimore has a certain amount of time to offer the same amount match that offer. If they do, he'll sign again with Baltimore. If not, um, that team that will sign Lamar will send two first-round draft picks to Baltimore in return. I think this is a win-win for Baltimore either way. I mean, it, overall, I don't think they're going to have a great quarterback situation whether Lamar does come back for the $32 million. He's not going to be happy. But for Baltimore's sake, they, I think they'd be happy spending that $32 million for Lamar and if they want to pay more awesome if not but I think they'll they'll be happy with this situation so overall I think Baltimore is going to win out of this um but hopefully uh Lamar finds something that he really uh could benefit from quick news out of the NHL Ryan O'Reilly on LTIR broken finger um no time will return I've heard potentially four to five weeks from a from a good source I don't know if that's going to be true, though. Um, he broke his finger on a shot from Austin Matthews, I believe. So, friendly fire shot, just recently acquired. So, uh, unfortunate news for the, the Maple Leafs, but what do you got to expect? Like, the Maple Leafs seem to never be healthy. So, it's tough news for O'Reilly, but I think the, the Maple Leafs will bounce back from it. Um, Tony D'Angelo suspended two games for spearing Corey Perry in last night's game. Very uh, dirty game. Very dirty. Uh, so they were in front of the net. Everyone was kind of like calm. You can see D'Angelo kind of come around the net. 
has it stick out, goes right into underneath the the stomach area, if you know what I mean, into uh, Perry. Perry never saw D'Angelo, never saw the stick. He drops. Um, Reps ended up giving a five minute and a ten minute in the game and game misconduct. So D'Angelo was kicked out of the game and uh, the NHL. Um, gave him two game suspension for it, so I, I think it's the two games is worth it. Um, I think it's, it's the right amount, but I don't know if uh, if that's gonna go well in the locker room for, for uh, D'Angelo, especially for like guys around the league. I, I think you're gonna lose a lot of cred because it didn't seem like it was any reason behind it. So unfortunate, it's very easily could be avoided. So don't don't spear a guy when they're not looking at them. NBA. So I don't talk too much about the NBA. Um, I have a hard time following it on my end, but I try my best to give you guys as much as I can. And the Lakers are always the biggest news, so they need to go a lot of wins and not a lot of losses the rest of the year um, to end these last 20 plus or 20 or so games to end of the year. Um, and Anthony Davis is stepping up for LeBron. LeBron's been out with the ankle injury. He's going to be out probably three weeks, if not more. Um, I think from that initial injury, from that three-week timeline, the Lakers will know by then if they'll be in a playoff spot or not. If they're not, I don't think they're going to rush back LeBron. They'll probably set them down for the rest of the year. If they are in a playoff spot, I think LeBron does come back. Who knows if he's 100%? Who knows if he if he's not? But Anthony Davis stepping up. He dropped 39 against Golden State the other day and 38 against the Timberwolves, but they did only win the one against Golden State. Um but they are five and two in the last seven games, a thirty-one and thirty-four record, right outside of the playoff spot behind New Orleans and Utah. So, I think um, I think LA has a chance to make it. I just don't know if they have enough to win a championship compared to the teams around them. I think the East is really good. I always think Golden State's good. Um, it it's oh it's not always the same year for these guys, but it could be a lot worse for some of these teams. I just don't know if. If the Lakers had the team to to do it again this year. NASCAR was at Las Vegas last weekend, and Will Byron was the winner. Uh, he gets his first win of the season. Chase Elliott, unfortunately, is out with a uh, tibia surgery. Um, not too sure about how he sustained it, um, but he's out indefinitely, so tough news for the number nine team. So a uh, Vegas race, unfortunately, I did not watch, so I did not get too much of the, the, the behind the scenes on any of the highlights and stuff like that. But I'm, I'll tell you guys about the standings. So the standings for the top five racers in, in NASCAR right now, Kyle Busch, 92 points, one win, one top five, one top ten finish. Ricky Stenhouse Jr., 86 points, one win, one top five, one top ten finish. Will Byron, 85 points, one win, one top five, one top ten finish. Ross Chastain, 129 points, no wins, one top five, and two top 10 finishes. Alex Bowman rounding out the top five with 126 points, zero wins, two top five finishes, and three top 10 finishes. Um, so I, I think NASCAR has been doing pretty well recently. It's been entertaining. Just unfortunately, I haven't been able to sit down and watch as much as I would like um, as of recently. But we'll stick with racing. Formula One did not get to watch any of this. This was very early in the morning and kind of forgot about it. Max Verstappen did win the Gulf of or Gulf Air Bahrain Grand Prix. Um, that's a, a first uh, race of the season. Verstappen coming off a championship, uh, back-to-back championships for him. So he's looking for th- three straight 
with uh, his team, Red Bull. So I'll tell you guys the top 10. So in Formula 1, you only get points for being the top 10. Um, so in first place, we got Verstappen for Team Red Bull. Second, uh, Perez, Red Bull. Third, we got Fernando Alonso at Aston Martin. Fourth, we got Carlos Seitz, Ferrari. Five, we got Lewis Hamilton, Mercedes. Six, uh, we got uh, Stroll, Aston Martin. Seven, we got Russell, Mercedes. Eight, we got Botas, Alfa Romero. Nine, we got Gasly with Alpine. And ten, we got Alex Albon with Williams. So, uh, my takeaways from this, I saw Ferrari only had one car finish. They had to retire uh, uh, Leclerc's car early. Um, Mercedes, not as dominant, but still in the both cars in the top 10. Um, Valtteri Bottas, not talked about enough. He's in the top 10 again, uh, but Red Bull still seems to be dominant. I would like to see what Aston Martin does the rest of the year, so it'll be interesting to see what they do uh, continuing on uh, this uh, Formula 1 season. You know what time it is. It's college softball time. So we got the rankings, top 5, Oklahoma number 1, UCLA number 2, OK State 3, Clemson number 4, and Tennessee number 5. Upsets of that weekend. We got Minnesota beating number 20, Oregon 4-1. Notre Dame over number 14, Duke 5-4. Stenson 2-1 victory over number 16, Georgia. South Alabama beats number 21, Auburn 2-1. Arizona drops a game to Nebraska 10-3. And Toledo beat Northwestern 5-2. So, uh... Upsets of the week, I didn't think there was anything too crazy. I thought Stenson was definitely the best upset of the week. Um, and I, I'm always uh, satisfied when Arizona loses. So, um, pretty solid weekend. Nothing too crazy um, besides Oklahoma, I think, is just proving that they should have never let that number one position. They're undefeated still at this this point. And they have an 18-0 win over Kentucky this last weekend. And Kentucky's ranked 16th in the country. They beat them in five innings and scored 18 runs. Outstanding by Oklahoma. I'll be very surprised if they lose that number one spot anytime soon. Um, UCLA is a good team. OK State's a great team. But Oklahoma is just the team to beat for sure. Let's get your Arizona State uh, update. Excuse me. They beat uh, New Mexico 6-2, lost to Charlotte 11-5, and then finished out the weekend with three wins beating Michigan State 15-2, Boise State 8-0, and Houston 8-4. That proves their record of 15-3 and, and moves them up into 22nd in the in the standings. Um, so really good job for, by these ladies. Um, Arizona State is killing it this year. They'll face U of A uh, for three games this weekend, so hopefully uh, this top 25 matchup between the two of them will definitely be uh, a nail-biter, a home game for Arizona State, so hopefully they can sweep in a – potentially move into higher rankings. So we got college baseball now. So let's get into the rankings. Top five, LSU number one, Stanford two, Tennessee three, Ole Miss four, Wake Forest five. Upsets of the weekend. So we only had one series that was an upset. Uh, that was Florida Gulf Coast uh, beating number 16, Florida State. So on Friday, Florida Gulf Coast won 10 to 8. On Saturday, they won again 11 to 10. And then Florida State avoided the upset by winning 14-8 on Sunday. Um, a couple other games that came down to ups that were upsets but did not play a full series. Um, Nebraska beat number 7 Vanderbilt 5-3. Texas Tech dropped a game to Rice 3-2. to 
And Long Beach State beat number nine East Carolina three to two. Florida Gulf Coast, though, I will say congrats. I think that was a those are great wins. Um, I think Florida State's always been a, a a good team, especially going into this year. I think there's they were going to be a top twenty five school. Um, definitely are. So very solid win by Florida Gulf Coast. Let's get your Arizona State um, update. They got swept this last weekend by UC Irvine at home, losing sixteen to six. Uh, nine to ten and two to seven. That that drops our record to six and five overall. Tough, tough um weekend, and they got a another tough weekend. I think I think UC Davis is going to be a team not to be uh, reckoned with. So we'll see what happens with them against uh three games against UC Davis this weekend at home. So hopefully Arizona State could get out of the out of the darkness and back into the win column. We got a little bit of college basketball news. Big news out of Syracuse. Jim, uh, Jim Beheim is leaving after 47 years um, as a Syracuse head coach. He uh, had a hundred, excuse me, as of right now, he has 1,015 wins and 441 losses in his career at Syracuse. Went to the March Madness tournament 35 times, five Final Four appearances, and a 2003 national champion. A great resume by Jim Beheim. Um, does have a lot of like the speculations, uh, the the controversy and stuff like that that happened throughout the team. But overall, you, you can't take away that he he's a great coach for for Syracuse, and uh, they're going to be losing a, a great head coach. Uh, Adrian uh, Autry will be taking over as the Syracuse head coach as of next season. So we already got a couple teams going to the big dance. So Fairlight Dixon, uh, Southeast Missouri State, UNC Asheville, Drake, and Kennesaw State have all clinched the berth to uh, March Madness Tournament by winning their conference championship. There'll be There's already more automatic bids made out by this day. This is just the ones I found out while doing the research and while I was recording this. So um, there's probably already teams that have been and clinched into the in, into the March Madness tournament, so you can go check that out on ESPN. They have an, I know they have a whole four a uh, whole page on on teams that have gone in from what what conference, their record, what you should know about them. So if you need if you want to know anything about that before going into Selection Sunday, which is this this Sunday on the twelfth, um, get get your uh, get your notes ready now. So. Check that out on the uh, ESPN website. So yeah, Selection Sunday is on the 12th. Um, should be fun to watch, seeing where all, all the teams are going to go for the regions. Um, I think uh, I think it should be interesting. I'm, I'm very excited to see where Arizona State's going to land. I'm hoping that they had enough of a resume to get them into the tournament, but they did not end the season very strong. So that's the only thing that's going to kind of scares me. So hopefully they make a good statement um, in the Pac-12 basketball tournament. That's starting, I believe, tonight. So hopefully that uh that goes their way. Uh, the first four out though will start on the 14th and the 15th, and the actual first round for the tournament starts on the 16th and the 17th. So look forward to that. I'll be doing a lot of episodes during those um during that whole month uh, about March Madness. So be ready for a lot of college basketball talk. Let's get into the games of the weekend. So games to watch. Baseball, I'm not going to talk about MLB. I'm going to talk about World Baseball Classic. We got Mexico versus the U.S. on Sunday, 7 o'clock Pacific time on FS1. Should be a great game. 
already got notifications saying that the game is sold out. So it's going to be a packed house here in Arizona at Chase Field for Mexico versus the United States. NHL, we got the Golden Knights at the Hurricanes Saturday night at 4 o'clock Pacific time. I think both of these teams are great. You got Jonathan Quick um, for Golden State. You got Freddie Anderson for Carolina. You got a bunch of players that you could just rattle off names like Natchez for Carolina who's been killing it recently. Golden, The Golden Knights are always a great team. Top three in the Pacific. They got to keep that that spot right now for uh, the playoffs. So I think a lot on the line for both these teams just to improve, um, especially with them being some of the top teams in the league. NBA, I'm going to pick the Raptors at the Lakers on Friday, 7.30 Pacific time. Both teams right outside of a playoff spot. Really just need every win possible coming down to the wire. So would not be surprised if this is going to be a really good nail-biter game. Um, hopefully the Lakers pull it off, um, but who knows? I think this is going to be a better game, one of the better games to watch this weekend, though, for NBA. Uh, college basketball for the men's, you got all the Power 5 tournament championships this weekend. So would pick and choose whichever tournament you really want to watch. You pretty much can choose anyone, and there's going to be a game on. Uh, this weekend, so I think I'm going to be tuning in for the Pac-12 and and uh, Big 12, if anything, just keeping up to date for sure. But if you're going to choose one, Big 12 championship game should be good. They have probably the best division or best conference in uh, basketball this uh, this year. College softball. So I couldn't pick between two games, so we got actually a three game series between Florida State number five and Oklahoma State number three. I think this is going to be a uh, a wild game. I think it's going to be a very good uh, competitive game. And you get three games of this um, starting on Friday. And then you get a Saturday and a Sunday game. So this should be a really fun game to watch. Um, so and, and a lot on the line when it comes to rankings. So uh, a lot going back and forth. And the other game I, I saw was uh, a two game between Texas and Alabama. So Texas ranked 11, Alabama ranked number 9. If a team comes out and does sweep, I think that's going to be a huge, and that's going to go a long ways in the rankings, especially with five and and three playing against each other right above them. So if one of these teams can pull off um, quality big wins, I think it will will boost their rankings for sure, and it will definitely hurt the other one. Then we got college basketball or college baseball, excuse me, number seventeen Virginia and number fourteen North Carolina. That's also a three game set starting on Friday. Top 25 schools, North Carolina is, is very good. I would think Virginia should be higher than 17. They've always come out to be one of the top schools in the in the, the nation. So I think this is a good good battle on the road for them, a top 25 school. They come out with two wins, maybe, maybe get a sweep. I think Virginia goes right back into the top 10. And lastly, we got NASCAR. So they're at the Phoenix, Phoenix International Raceway. That will be Sunday, 1030 Pacific time on Fox. I think it should be a good, pretty good race. Um, Phoenix is a pretty big track, always not a lot of banks, so you can't go too fast around the corners, but seems to always have a lot of good, uh, good drama, especially with all the rules about the tracks and how far down you can and cannot go. So should be a fun race. And that'll conclude this installment of the Wednesday news. Today's March 8, 2023. And I appreciate you guys listening and we'll see you guys later.